Our psalm for today is Psalm 100, which if you remember, we actually read together at the call to worship together today. So I'm not going to read it again, but you can look back in your bulletin and see Psalm 100 as it's written in your bulletin. Our New Testament reading today is from Acts 3, verses 1 through 11. Listen now for a word from God. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at an hour of prayer, at three o'clock in the afternoon. And a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate, so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go in the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and astonishment at what had happened to him. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon, Solomon's portico, utterly astonished. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. It is such a gift to be worshiping with you here in this special place. My name is Reverend Jasmine Smart, and this is my home church. This is where I was ordained in 2017, and I am grateful to be serving as the Fox Run Parish Associate at Kirk West. So a, co a worshiping community that gathers each week, they watch the live stream together, they have their own hymnals, they sing together, and they take care of each other. They look in on each other when one another is struggling. They do mission projects. They have Bible studies. So I bring that to you as a witness and a testimony of what God is doing through this church in different parts of Oakland County. And as an inspiration to us that all of us should worship in our homes, take care of our neighbors, and look out for one another. Please join me with a word of prayer. God of love, we come to you knowing that you have spoken to us this day and will continue to speak to us. You have a word for us. Your living word, Jesus Christ, is in our midst, has given us his spirit to interpret and to guide and to comfort. We thank you for that gift and ask that you help us respond with gratitude and thanksgiving today and always. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. 
So today, the sermon that I'm bringing to you comes mainly from a movie, one of my favorite movies from the past year. The movie is called Encanto from Disney. Has anyone seen this movie? A few hands, okay. If you haven't, that's okay. I'll share some of the important information and how it connects to our psalm and to the Acts passage. Encanto takes place in the country of Colombia, and it is a country that at the time was full of war, and it follows the Madrigal family, who is trying to escape the war and become, have a safe space in their village. Each of them has been given a magical gift, unique for each person, and the house itself is also magical, and the house is called Casita. When each family member is given a gift, a door appears in the house, and the door reveals what that person's gift is going to be. So for Isabella, one of the sisters, she has the gift of creating flowers and beautiful things. So just like our beautiful Kirk Gardens, she, her room, when you walk inside, it's a whole huge space. A whole new world opens up, full of topiaries and flowers and, and beauty. The gift that I would have wanted goes to Antonio. He has the gift of being able to talk to and understand animals. So when you open up his room, it is, again, a whole huge jungle of different birds flying around, different creatures running across the branches. And that sounds to me like the best, the best room. If I could only talk to my dog and know what she was saying, that would be amazing. But the main character, Mirabelle, doesn't seem to have been given a gift. So it is almost as if the house feels bad for her and tries to give her some special attention. It raises the floorboards and helps her get her shoes on in the morning. It balances the dishes her way when she's setting the table. And Mirabelle has a special relationship with the house in return and talks to it and seems to appreciate the, the support that the house is giving her. In a similar way, I wonder how we enter and approach our houses of worship. Do we enter in a way that the psalmist talks about with a song of thanksgiving in our hearts, entering God's courts with praise? Here in this sanctuary, I just noticed this uh, while we were standing before service started, the Psalm 100 is in the tile as you walk in. So the round part of the tile there right in the center is Psalm 100, enter God's gates with thanksgiving and courts with praise. This is a beloved psalm, and it is, again, an honor to be ending the series of psalms on this today. I decided to pair it with Acts chapter 3 because it's one of the scenes that we have in the New Testament that talks about the temple gates. So just as God's temple and courts, that is the setting that we're in. There is an unnamed man in the story who is lame, and as such, he's not allowed into the innermost courts due to his infirmity. So instead, he has his friends bring him to the door, the, the gates of the temple, 
And I could imagine in our context, you know, if someone who was homeless ended up setting up camp outside of a Christian conference and all these people from across the country are at the convention center and they're coming in and out, they're supposed to be people full of joy and gratitude and generosity. So you would hope that they would see this man and give him what they could. Peter and John are treated just as any other people as they come to the gate, and the man wants some finances from them, but they recognize they have something greater they can give. In the spirit of Jesus, their teacher who taught them how to heal, just as Jesus did during his lifetime, they know that they can bring this man wholeness and that they can bring him with them into the temple gates. When the man is healed, it's an amazing moment. Not only does he walk and, and say thank you, he walks and he gets up and leaps and he praises God, walking and leaping and praising God. I learned this, this passage when I was a child. There's a children's song that has that refrain, that Peter and John went to pray, they met a lame man on the way. He asked for alms, held out his palms, and this is what they said, walking and leaping, praising God. I'm not gonna sing it for you, sorry. <laughs> You, you'll thank me for that. So you could imagine him singing a psalm like Psalm 100. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving and God's courts with praise. We are his people, the sheep of God's pasture, and God is, God is the Lord. Psalm 100 is the last in a series of enthronement psalms, psalms that are about who God is, that God is king, and we should put him on that throne. The Reverend Dr. Alfie Wines from the African American Lectionary puts it well. She says, one can almost hear the outbreak of jubilation described in the summons of praise in Psalm 100. This Psalm calls the entire community to lift praises to God. It is a corporate psalm of praise, and just as the man in Acts 3 is united with his community, this has ripple effects. This miracle did not just affect him, it affected the whole community. They recognized him. They knew this was the man who sat at the temple gates every single day. They knew who he was. And so when they see him and see his story and his testimony, walking and leaping and praising God, the entire community is astonished and are full of wonder. Who are these followers of Jesus and what healing power they have? This man had been kept isolated from other people. He was in a power dynamic structure where he just needed money from them, but now he can be equitable, offer his gift and his story to the community to believe in this miracle. The same community camaraderie is what Mirabelle brings to her family. Even though she doesn't have a flashy, miraculous gift like the rest of them, she has this ability to bring out the best in them. Each of them come to her and confide in her, and when they're struggling, when they have issues, she encourages them and, and, and helps them be the best that they can. 
This is a pandemic movie, so you can kind of tell the diff that it was written where we were all stuck together in one house. And, and for some, if you have a bigger family, it might have felt chaotic and, and like you have all these differences. Each person in the home is struggling in some way, and yet they tend to come together. They come together over meals. They come together and let their differences lie. And it really talks about family, family unity in the midst of trouble. At the end of the movie, the house has been destroyed and they need to rebuild. The whole community comes out, not just the family. They come to this re recognition that everyone's gifts matter, not just the miraculous gifts, but the gift of being together with hands that can help build that is a gift in itself. And so even though Mirabelle had never gotten her own door, her own doorway into a special gift, this time they hand her the doorknob to the whole house. And the doorknob has a big M on it. Now this M could stand for the family Madrigal, family home, but it can also stand for Mirabelle. This, uh, what, is, what does her name mean, Edwin? Wondrous beauty. Edwin told me her name means wondrous beauty. So we have this beautiful woman who is bringing beauty out in other people. She is perhaps a Christ figure that we could all see the love that pours out of her and that unifies the family and the community. Everyone who enters this house enter, can enter with thanksgiving and praise. They will be surrounded by love and connection, whether they have a special gift or not. I hope this is how we feel when we enter our places of worship. I hope we feel God's love is connecting us, telling us we belong. I hope we feel connected to our Lord Jesus Christ, who shows us the steadfast love of God. The psalmist talks about this steadfast love again and again, this tenacious love, this love that will not let you go. A love that goes from generation to generation, a love that is faithful. And perhaps all of us in receiving that love are then called to create an atmosphere for others, just as Peter and John did. Just as they hold out their hand and lift up the man, so perhaps we are called to encourage one another in this space, to welcome them in. Instead of our worship being just about us as individuals, we're reminded in the psalm that we are the people of God. We are the sheep of God's pasture, and God, our shepherd, will lead us and guide us. So if you haven't had the chance to watch Encanto, I hope after this sermon you're interested in at least seeing some of it. At the, at the least, you can watch some of the music that has the joy that we felt today in our, our musical offerings. The Psalms are musical pieces, and so that is what we wanted to bring to today's service, that joy that lifts us up in a way nothing else can. Perhaps as you watch, you can Ask yourself what, what doors God is opening up for you, whether in a place of worship or in your own home. What community people have been placed with you that you can encourage, that you can lift up and bring up to one another. How will you be like Mirabelle, 
pouring out love and bringing unity into a divisive family. Whatever we're going through, however we are struggling, God's love is steadfast and will continue to guide us and bless us. And I pray that God's miraculous house, God's casita, can bless us with this miracle that brings the best out in us. So let us be a miracle to one another and create a sense of home and safety and peace for each person we meet. And all God's people said, amen.